Put down your baby and pick up a beer. Dad Jokes is back with a brand new episode. I'm Jerry, joined here by Brandon, and you're listening to the podcast of two dads going through the journey of fatherhood while you all get to listen to us as we go through it. And Brandon, it's been it's been a it seems like a quick week for us. I don't know why, but it seems like we were just on here, but it's been a quick week. How how are you doing? I'm I'm sleepy. And it sounds like yeah. you are too. But a little we'll, bit. We'll, we'll get to why in just a little bit. Okay, fair enough. But before we get to the why, as always, we have some dad jokes for you. And I think maybe I'll go first today. You've gone first the last few times. Maybe I'll start it off Let's today. It. That's all right. All right, Brandon. I'm did you know that? Breath. <laughs> did you know that NASA is about to launch a new mission? They're going to launch a mission to tell the aliens that we're sorry uh, for polluting space. Do you know what they're going to call that mission? Mission to tell the aliens that we're sorry. So, mission M. Apology? I don't know. No, it's Apollo G. Uh, <laughs> I like that one even more because I like was my 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 thought thread was. You were you were kind of on the right thread, but it was a, a little bit different. But yes, I thought that was funny. Apollo G. So that is our our mission to apologize to the to the aliens for polluting space. Although I'm not really sure how we're polluting space. Maybe we are. I don't. And all, <laughs> all the dads out there, you should get used to that mission when. You, you uh, have a wife who just had a baby. <laughs> yes, get used to apologizing. That's usually a good, uh, I'm sorry is a good phrase to have in your back pocket. <laughs> but Brandon, what's been going on with you this past week? Uh, how have you guys been in the Banks household? So um, you and I have a couple shared experiences that um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into. But I mean, overall, I mentioned it the last couple of weeks that Bryce is starting to show some clinginess to mom and, and granny. And it, it it took a whole new turn this week. Um, he, he's gotten to the point, and it's specifically at night, uh, or it's the worst at night, he does not want me to put him down for bed. And Kelsey and I, are, our tempo is basically we alternate nights. Whoever's not putting him down kind of, cleans up whatever mess he made downstairs um and whoever's not doing that is putting him down well i mean he he is inconsolable um and what it, i started noticing it because he he would like her leaving a room he, he would like say mommy bye and then kind of say it again and then start working himself up to being upset um so that that's become a, like it's become a real thing like he was up Monday night, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, Monday night, you and I had a fantasy football draft. That's mm. one of the longer drafts. It's an auction league for all you fantasy football players out there. Um, and you know those aren't really – they're not the quickest draft. 12-team auction league. We started a draft because we got some West Coast people. Um, started a draft at 8.30 Eastern. I think the draft ended up a little bit after like 11. Um, I think 11.30. pushing like 11.30. Yeah, it was pushing like 11.30. Yeah. So, um, and you're still, like, having a good time. We're on a video call. So, I'm, like, wrapping up, getting ready, like, to, like, go in, go to bed at, like, midnight. And I'm, I'm shutting down in, like, my, my, makeshift, my makeshift draft room. I'm shutting it down. All of a sudden, I hear him starting to stir. 
And so I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll go in there. It's like he's already, he's, he's like still asleep, but you can tell he's about to wake up. So go in there. By the time I'm in there, he's up, grab him, and inconsolable from the beginning. And I'm like, man, I don't want Kelsey having to wake up. Like I'm, I'm up. This is the best time for this to happen, really, because I haven't like started to get sleepy. Screaming. Like had a little spit up. He was crying so much he spit up a little bit on himself. Um, I ended up having it like she woke up. I, she tried to come in, didn't work. Brought him into the bed. Long story short, this has been a couple of days of this, um, and I feel bad because and this, this is the funny thing from like a dad guilt standpoint. Like it's annoying for her to have to deal with this, and in theory, I could just go back and just fall asleep. But, like, my guilt is, like, keeping me awake because I know that <laughs> the last thing I want her to do is walk in into the room. And she's going to listen to this and be like, I'm sh- like, I'm sure I'll end up falling asleep. But I'm, like, sleeping on the edge. So if I hear her, I'll, like, try to wake up. But, like, she walks in the room after she's been up unexpectedly for a couple hours or an hour or whatever. And I'm in there just snoring. <laughs> so that's, like, always in the back of your head. Uh, but, I mean, long story short, he is he's definitely going through an attachment phase. Um, where he, it seems like he has a little bit of separation anxiety and, and is heavy with her specific. He could care less if I leave, leave him like he'll, he'll wave bye. He'll tell me bye. He'll look sad, but, um, that's, and it's, it's a little tough cause I feel like he's, especially at night when I'm trying to put him to bed, we can be having a good night, but the minute it's really time to go, he just, it's like, you can do nothing to calm him down. But the minute he gets around his mom. It's, it's, it's all she wrote. He, he, he can calm down pretty easily. And I'm, I mean, I'm trying everything. I'm singing to him. I'm reading him books. I turned the lights on, like, then just basically sat on the floor with him to see if him just like crying it out would work. I walk out of the room, like kind of let him be nothing. So, um, that is definitely something that is, is tough to, to go through. And you, you're trying to figure out what, what the next best steps is, but it's probably just a phase. Um, and we'll we'll all be better for it at the end. A um, couple couple positive. I wanted to start off with that because it's a little it's a little annoying. But um, <laughs> he got a medal at soccer. His soccer uh, season is over until the next session yes. in a few weeks. Um, so everyone got medals, which, uh, which was super cool. He uh, is crazy. But a week from today, when we're recording, I will have a two year old. Um, Jeez, OP. In addition to what I just explained. Um, we're seeing some signs of uh, him, him definitely becoming an independent person is what I will call it instead of calling it two <laughs> twos. Um, but he he definitely like knows what he wants when he wants it and he wants it now. So we're, we're going to have a little bit of some uh, a battle between letting him be a kid and growing <laughs> pains. Him not, him not literally. Everything <laughs> he wants. Yeah, yeah, literally. Um, but we're, we're, we've been working on a few things with his birthday. Kelsey, Kelsey has shown him how to say how old he is. So if you ask him how old he is, he'll say two. We we jumped we jumped the gun a little bit, so <laughs> he'll say two. Um, and then the the most fun thing is him and Riley play with each other, and it is funny. Like he thinks Riley is the funniest person, whatever he thinks he is in the in the house. They play tug of war and fetch. Like Bryce will see me or Kelsey throwing the ball for Riley, he'll run over there grab it, and he has no fear. So like he'll. Riley will be chomping down on something. He'll stick his hand right in his mouth yep. and try to take it. So it's a, but 
and and the laughs that you get or you hear between Riley and Bryce playing are the loudest laughs that you'll hear in the house at any given time. Um, and he love he'll do it he'll do it for an hour straight. Um, so that's that's been that's been really fun to watch their their bond grow and Riley's grow, growing from just being slightly annoyed and toler, tolerating them to actually wanting to play and getting hype with them. So <laughs> uh, that's 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 super fun. But that's that's my week in a nutshell. What y'all been up to? Well, you you mentioned a few things that are kind of similar in our household, actually. You know, so Peyton's not quite the separation anxiety or anything like that that you you're explaining with Bryce, but one thing that she has lately and tonight was actually one of the worst in a long time. Um, tonight she didn't nap and she was overtired and, um, she got ready for bed. She got a little upset about something, which I'll go into a a little bit later, but she was overly upset. And lately when she gets upset, if she's having like a tantrum or she's just like, you know, in a crying fit, she's sad, she's hurt, whatever. That's when she wants mom. You know, it's not so much like if mom's not there, she's upset. She doesn't, that's not really the thing. The thing is though, if she is upset about whatever, dad doesn't cut it. She wants mom most of the time. So she was upset today and Macy's trying to take care of Avery and she just wanted mom and, you know, and she still was upset, but mom can calm her down. So that's kind of what we're dealing with in the last few weeks is it seems like when, when she gets upset by something, which, you know, at this age is pretty often, even if it's small or big. Um, mom's the one that she goes to get consoled. Dad's more fun and playing, you know, like when she wants to play or goof around or, or, you know, read books and stuff that she comes to dad. But when it's, it's time to get, you know, boo-boos healed or, or consoled about anything, she, she tends to go to mom. So, um, we're dealing a little bit with that. Uh, you mentioned playing with, uh, Riley. I know that, uh, Peyton has been definitely been super into Raja again lately and they've been playing a lot. And just like you said, they, her loudest laughs are when she's playing with Raja and she thinks when Raja gets the zoomies, which is a lot of times at night, she'll run in her room and then out to the hall. She just screams like happy screams and thinks it's the funniest thing ever. We have a couple of really good videos of it, but I mean, she thinks it's the funniest thing that's ever existed in the entire world. So that's, that's kind of cool. And, and also she is fearless too. I like to like, you know, Raj is a lab for anyone who doesn't know listening. So labs have like that soft jaw. So I like play with her a lot where she's like, you know, around her mouth. I always have. And one thing I got to watch is like Peyton's been doing that lately and Raj has never done anything even remotely aggressive, but like you still can have your hand on their teeth and stuff. So sometimes I'm like, Ugh. but you know, Peyton climbs on Raja. Yeah. She climbs on Raja, puts her hands near her mouth, does all this crazy stuff. And, uh, honestly, you know, Raja's great with her. She, she barely, rarely, you know, um, does anything that harms Peyton every once in a while. If she's like playing tug of war, she'll pull Peyton over a little bit, but not even hard just cause like Peyton's so clumsy, but that's about it. And it's almost always on carpet. So it doesn't really matter, but, um, she's, she's, she's so good with, with Peyton. I can't complain. Um, but Peyton's been doing pretty good. Like you said, she had her last week of soccer probably was her best week. She did good during it. Um, she was having fun. She was following directions on some of the stuff. So she's had a it lot was of good. good weeks in a row. She, she did good. I was happy in the beginning, but she, she's been consistent. 
she's independent. She likes to do her own thing most of the time, but she, she did good. Um, she definitely grew and, uh, she loved her metal. Um, I had to take it off of her in the car and that started a tantrum because I didn't want, like, I thought like a, something around her neck in the car was like, just bad. Like, I'm like, I, this doesn't seem safe. Yeah, and you did, the whole right? way home, she was, she was upset. So we gave it back and then she was happy, but she definitely loved it's her funny. metal. It, it's just funny how kids, Bryce could care less about that metal. Really? Yeah. Peyton, like, well, Peyton loves all. lanyards. I think I've told you it before. So she loves uh, like yeah, lanyards yeah. and it was like a lanyard with a metal on it. So she thought it was so, super cool. She's super into lanyards and, um, in like grocery bags she'll like carry grocery bags like their purses and stuff and she thinks they're so cool when she has like a bag around her she's getting to that age too brandon um where like she notices things that like about what she's playing with or wearing and stuff like the other night she put on um her rapunzel nightgown and she thought she was the coolest kid ever she was like twirling in it and showing it off and kind of like like kept like playing with it like because you know she thought it was super cool or she'll pick out clothes now that she wants to put on which is kind of cute but it also makes you a little sad because you could tell she's getting older but she's definitely she has very girly tendencies like she likes like dresses and she likes pink and she likes like crowns and stuff so we'll see if that continues but she's she tends to be like kind of a a girly girl at least at this point so um avery on the other hand <laughs> you know brandon when she was born she slept pretty well. And I think because Peyton was colicky, we were like, this kid's great. Right. And then time went on and, and Avery would, I would tell you she'd be angry, but I'm like, well, she still sleeps pretty good. But the more time and time has gone on, her sleeping has not been as good. It's still better than Peyton's was, but she doesn't sleep great. But that kid is just angry when she's awake. And we, I joke and call her Avery, angry Avery, but I, the poor girl, she tends to be not happy when she's awake. If she's asleep, she's fine. And she does sleep, like I said, better than Peyton did for sure. Um, and she, she, every once in a while, you can put her down and she'll go to sleep for an hour or so. And then at night, you know, she'll might wake up once or twice, um, most nights, which isn't terrible, but man, that kid, that kid is angry. And the thing about angry Avery is there is no one thing Like people are like, well, what, what does she like to calm her down? Nothing. I don't care. You name something. We've tried it. She don't like swings. She don't like bouncy seats. She don't like facing out, facing in, being on your chest, bouncing, swaddling. I don't care what that thing is. It doesn't matter, which leads me to something, things my wife said this week, Brandon. The other night she was having a bad night and she was waking up. We were trying everything, both of us. Finally, Macy looks at me and goes, do you think we should try the magic Merlin? Which for anyone who doesn't know is kind of like a sleep suit when they get like in between swaddling and not swaddling, which we used a lot with Peyton. And I'm like, yeah, let's try it at this point. Let's do whatever. So we put her in this suit. She's screaming the whole time and she's rocking her and we're, we're messing with it. Finally, I look at Macy and I go, I don't think she likes that thing. And she looks at me and she goes, she hates everything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's Avery. She, she hates everything. Um, and I, she actually, just, I got a question with that. Uh-huh. We, we, t- we've talked about the, Peyton Avery dynamic from like Peyton's perspective, mm-hmm. but does she show any like tendencies with, with Peyton? Like, like, does she like Peyton when she's around? I know Peyton. She, loves I her. mean, Peyton so loves to hold her. Can you get a, yeah. And grab that? her yeah. hand and play with her. And Avery, Avery's just Avery. I don't, I don't, I don't she, if she's <laughs> awake, she's pretty fussy. And like I said, so most of the time, whether Kelsey and I were talking about this the other day, like, because we we've heard the nicknames, uh-huh. and we we haven't been around Avery a ton, but I feel like every time we're around her and she's awake, she's just chill. 
Uh, we don't well, in defense, we don't and I, I will say this. The other day I was complaining a little bit, and I go, I'm like, Macy, this kid, she's always miserable. And she's like, and to Macy's point, she goes, she goes, yeah, when you're home. She goes, during the beginning part of the day, she's a lot better. <laughs> Which, yeah, which doesn't do me any good. I work six days a week, right? So, like, other than Sundays, I'm not there the first half of the day. But apparently she's better. Not, like, always great, but she tends to be better during the morning and the midday. But whenever I get home from work until until now, she um, she's she's a cranky little girl. So I'm, we're hoping we're getting through but some of that. Is not, we used to it's just, yeah. Like and I'm hoping she, like, because her sleep's person. not even... Yeah, her sleep's not even that good anymore. The, the poor kid's just she, – she, she, she tends to be angry, but hopefully that will start changing. Um, Peyton's still obsessed with her. How, what you dealt with with Peyton when she was yeah. around this age. I know. You know, it is it is funny with kids, though, Brandon. I don't know if you ever feel like this. Um, do you ever look at Bryce? Like, I do this sometimes with Peyton and, and, and Avery, too, but, like, especially, like, now that Peyton's a little bit older, like – your kid, like, do you ever look at your kid and you're like annoyed with how much you love them? Like, because like, they'll just get, yeah. Cause she'll be doing something that like was infuriating. And then five minutes later, she'll do something cute and you'll just be like, your heart's like melting or something. And then, but then you're like annoyed with yourself. You're like, she was just being a psychopath 10 seconds ago, <laughs> but you're all of a sudden over it. And the, so kids have that weird effect on you where, you know, it's almost yeah, it, annoying it, it how much you love minutes, them. It can happen literally the next like second. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. I, it happened to me the other day. Like Peyton was being like just crazy, and all of a sudden, then she did something cute, and I'm like sit, sitting there like, oh, it's you know, it just it just like it it flips, it, like a switch flips. So kids, uh, kids annoy you with how much you you love them. So yeah, the reason I guess I'm bringing that up is because like Avery, now that she's starting to show more facial expressions and like smile or kind of like just give you weird faces and stuff, I think that's when it starts to happen more and more. Because, you know, when they're just always, they always are cranky or like sleeping or whatever. They don't show a lot. But now she's starting to show some stuff where I'll be like annoyed with her. And then also she'll kind of laugh or something. And you're like, okay, that's fine. You're good. You can cry again for 10 minutes. <laughs> you gave me at least one laugh. So that's good news. That's good news there. But yeah, and overall, we, we've had um, a good week. Peyton is... Um, we're, we're trying to get her to, like I said, we're still doing a lot of the sign language. She's doing well with it. We're trying to get I love you, which is hard because it's like a hand thing. It's almost like a rock on symbol. And uh, Peyton's trying to, she's like, she's struggling a little bit with the fingers, but you can see her trying to like, she knows like you got to do something with her hand to say it. Because when I say it, she'll like kind of look at her hand and like move it. So um, we'll keep working on that and see if we can, we can get that one going along with a few other ones. So she's doing well with that, um, you know, but Oh, I, yeah, sleep wise, I, I just I hope that Avery Avery uh, goes back to being a, a good sleeper because at least that gets us gets us through because this this last week or so she's been not the best sleeper along with being pretty cranky while awake. So hopefully she starts to to turn a corner. She's getting out of a leap, so I'm thinking that that maybe will help. She'll she'll get it figured out. You, you kind of brought up being in your feelings a little bit uh, on on and, and where we live at. It's like back to school time right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see like a, a bunch of people we know posting pictures of kids who are not too long ago remember when they were born or played yep. with them recently, and you don't equate them being school age necessarily. And I'm seeing a bunch of like kindergarten pictures and like first day of school pictures. And it, I texted one guy we know, Brendan, earlier. Like I was like, man, this is uh, this is getting me emotional just thinking about. Because I, I remember when his son was born. Right. It's scary, man. Leadership. 
And it's this scary. Kid, this kid does not seem old enough to be ready to go to these kids grow fast. Your kids too. Your kids about to be too. Like these crazy. kids, these kids grow but so fast. Too, like I, I look at them, and like d- during the day, like it happens daily. I'm like, man, he's growing up so fast. But like two still doesn't seem. It's not that old. Like I, it, mentally, I can like almost rationalize. Yeah, it. but like, you're you're but the difference between two, two years like away from. Well, you're two years away from preschool and stuff. Yeah, it comes quick. That's, I don't. That's all I'll say. Like, in, in, in but I having another kid will will quickly like show you the difference in ages too. Like, it'll make the other kid look older and stuff because you're just like, man, this seems like for I don't know. It's crazy having two. It's funny people ask Brandon. You know, like, okay, you know, what's the biggest difference between two and one? And I think a lot of people, you know, give you advice or whatever. And a lot of it's true and some of it more than others. The biggest thing though, the biggest difference between one and two, I'll tell you, Brandon, this is something that I experienced all the time, but especially in the last few weeks is, is the time difference between one versus two. Like, I, I just don't think it just like, seems like we never have time because you're always have before. Like if I wanted Macy to watch Peyton while I got some stuff done, I could do that. Or if I watched Peyton and she got some stuff done, we could do that you can't really do that anymore because one of us is watching the baby. One of us is watching Peyton or the, it just seems like, so like you don't have time to clean the house or get grocery shopping or just basic things. It's like, man, it's, it's hard with time. Like I, I, every day I feel like it's like bedtime and I'm like, what happened? Cause it's the, the time with having two, two kids, let alone if you have three, four or more, it's just crazy. So, um, it's that that's kind of been the one thing I would say that's been the, the biggest shock to our system is I feel like I, we have no time. And it's also hard too, because then you feel like you don't have as much time with the kids because it's, it's almost like you're, you're cause you're yeah, half your time is being spent with one half your time is being spent with the other. So I don't know. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Though, growing up, you know, our parents dealt with this, mm-hmm. like the same exact thoughts and, and exactly what you just said. I couldn't tell growing up. No, I felt like and it's almost like you you look at your parents as superheroes. So I still look at my parents as superheroes because they doing this all over again and helping me with Bryce. And it, it, I know that's not easy, but it's like, how do you find how do you find that time? But from a kid's perspective, I always remember my parents being there and my dad wow. worked as much as we work. Well, even the stuff like that we're doing now for our kids they're not going to remember. Right. And like, so I think about that sometimes, like I don't remember when I was one or two. Right. So like maybe my mom was rocking me to bed every single night. I wouldn't even know. I put, you know, I rock Peyton to bed every single yeah. night and it's like a special moment for me, but I'm like, she's never going to remember this. Like, which is kind of sad. She like I'm thinking remember like, it, but it establishes the bond that you'll have later. Yeah. Like, you can't, it, it it's does. Not like you're going to hop on at, at like five after not being there. And right. The <laughs> exactly. Rocking her. No, for sure. It's just funny thinking about though the the, mo- the memories and the moments that you know we've had, and and then like for them, they're just getting to the point where they might start forming some of their first memories, you know, um, which is it's just a weird thought. I hadn't, even, I hadn't even thought about that yet. That that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, think about your first memory. I mean, I was probably, yeah. I was probably like two, three years old, probably very, you know. But it is it is crazy. I don't know, Brandon. But baby gear. What piece of baby gear do you have this week? So it's less of gear and more of an app, um, but it's the if you guys have an iPad at home, um, you you more than likely have an app called Freeform. And personally, just on a professional side, I use this for taking notes 
um, for across the board. It, ju- it just kind of lets me like free think, um, kind of hence the name, but, uh, it's a, it's an app that is basically a writing app, but you can insert like your own photos, like notes, screenshots, things like that. Um, but it's almost like an infinite, um, drawing tool. So you can zoom like all the way into this page and, and write and then zoom out. And it's just a small piece of the page, um, and, and draw around it. It's kind of one of those apps that people have used. Like if you've ever seen, um, like on Instagram, you have like somebody who drew a picture and then it's like, it's a full fledged picture and then they zoom out and it's really like a, it might be like a part of the sunglasses of a bigger picture and same, same concept, but, um, Bryce absolutely loves it. And our topic today, as you, as you'll know, if you clicked on the, um, the, the podcast is, uh, we're, we're discussing basically best practices for teaching a few different topics. Um, and this is a little, I'm cheating a little bit. Um, but for colors, um, he, he uses the pencil to draw. Um, we, we write his name out every day on it, but also he's really into changing the colors and he's getting to the point where he can say like blue or he'll point to the green or the yellow one when he wants it. And we're, he's, a, he's starting to associate the, the colors that we're choosing to draw with. And it's, it's, it's a little bit different than some of the other best practices we'll go over today because you, you're getting multiple points of interaction. He's hearing it, he's seeing it, but he's also the one doing it and, and drawing. And it's, um, I thought that app, a, I mean, he's always running up to me and, and, and saying iPad because <laughs> he wants to uh, he wants he wants to draw on my iPad. So that's cool. Um, it, it's a it's a cool app. Both just I mean, I use it literally every day personally and then for for kids as well to draw. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, my my piece of baby gear is kind of um, I, I guess it's not really baby gear, but kind of baby gear. Anyways, Peyton has a bunch of uh shoes because i have nieces that are older than her and they i've been we've been lucky enough where we've been gifted a bunch of shoes and anyone who knows baby shoes they've been wearing most of them don't get worn very often right so we have a lot of um really nice shoes that have a few uses in them some of them nikes and you know like uh converse really nice shoes right well peyton's feet are growing pretty fast and so her feet are almost too big for a lot of the shoes that we have. Um, even for her cousin, who's like a year and a half older than her is like wearing the same size shoe as Peyton. So it's kind of crazy, but man, what size shoe she wear? Uh, well, Macy today went to the store to get her bigger shoes and she bought a pair of sixes. So, um, which I don't know compared to most kids, how that's big or whatever, but it seems like her feet are growing fast, but the pair of sixes she bought for her were, light up Paw Patrol shoes and they are a huge yeah. hit. Yeah. Peyton was wearing them when we got oh, home get some light up shoes. and she was wearing those. And actually she was wearing those with the flower girl dress that she finally tried on today. Cause she's refused to try it on for months now, but she finally tried it on today. And I think the Paw Patrol shoes being on helped her be okay with trying the dress on. But then she thought she was really, really cool with her Paw Patrol shoes and her flower girl dress. Cause like I said, she's kind of into girly things. Like and the dress was cool. But um, remember when I said she had a breakdown tonight? Well, it's because dad took the shoes off of her for bedtime. That's what triggered the breakdown. So just let her sleep with the shoes, bro. Apparently because the world was ending (laughs) when I took the shoes off and that's why she needed mom because mean old dad took, 
took the shoes off for bedtime. But they are pretty cool. They got Sky and Everest on there for anyone who watches Paw Patrol, and they light up. And uh, they're so they're they're definitely cool. She loves to like point at them and ask me what's that. <laughs> Which, by the way, Brandon, I don't have prices like this. But Peyton's favorite thing, obviously, is what's that by pointing at things. It's her favorite thing in the world to do. But it, she does not like to be asked what's that. If you ask her what's that, she gets mad at you. <laughs> So I think it's funny that she can ask me a thousand times a day, but if I look at something and point and I go, what's that? She gets mad. She does not like it. I don't know if Bryce is like that when you ask him. No, I, he, uh, he, he, he tries to respond, but we, we started that like from the very beginning. Cause I got annoyed with him asking what the fan was. So I just yeah. started asking him like pretty immediately. What's cause other stuff he just pick up and stop asking. But the fan to this day, he still looks up and asks. She's fine. If you ask her like, if I'm like, well, point to Mickey, you know, or where's this? She's good with all that. But if I literally say the words, what's that? <laughs> she gets mad because <laughs> I think she thinks I'm mocking her, which I am. So <laughs> she, that might be why she's <laughs> mad. But anyways, Paw Patrol shoes are for the win. So those are a big hit. Good job, mom, buying those. I'm sure she'll want to. She, and she likes this girl likes shoes now. It's just funny because she used to hate them. But she has a sparkly shoe she loves to wear. She has Mickey um, and many sandals she loves to wear. I mean, she like she's her favorite though. Her Elsa Crocs. She puts those I on all the time. L.A. Gear is still in business because if they are, I'm I'm gonna buy Bryce some light up shoes. I completely forgot that 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 was a thing. There was a girl at soccer that had light up shoes, and that's kind of probably what triggered it for Macy, because we noticed it. The the one uh, gr- other girl in the class, um, she had uh, light up shoes. So that's I, I think that's why she thought of it. But anyways, Brandon, let's get into today's topic. It's kind of a fun topic. It's relevant definitely for both of us, but it's pretty relevant for anyone who has a kid near one to I'll say four, right? Because this isn't something that just like happens when it's not like crawling or, or walking. Once they start, they start. I mean, it's, it's just a work in progress and it's something that happens for kids at different ages um, and different stages of learning it. But basically we're going to talk about learning some basic things. So what are basic things? That's colors, animals, numbers, and letters. So those are kind of the four main things we're talking about today. Um, when should kids start learning it? How can you help them start learning it? When should you worry? What should you do? So, um, you know, the, the first thing I'll start with Brandon is, is when I kind of did some research and every kid's different, mind you. So some kids, I know someone who said that their kid knew all the colors just after one years old, right? So every kid's different. So just because this is what most kids are when they say to start teaching them doesn't mean you can't start earlier. Doesn't mean it's a big deal if it's a little bit later. But for kind of what I found for learning to teach your kids is um, colors, they say right around 18 months is when you should start. So 18 months for colors. They say animals, oddly enough, what I found is between 16 and 21 months, um, which is kind of a weird time, but that's what they said. So similar to 18 months. Um, Letters is more around the age of two and up. And then same thing with counting. It seems to be more around the age of two and up. So letters and numbers are a little bit more advanced. Animals and colors are more about a year and a half is is kind of what I found. I don't know if you found a different timetables, any of those, Brandon, but that's kind of what I saw. As far as what the quote unquote experts will say, my, my timetable is lying right up with, with you. And personally, um, just in practice, I mean, the first, <laughs> this doesn't count. I'm, I'm being kind of facetious, but the first word Bryce ever said was blue. <laughs> he said this, he said blue at like seven months. 
Uh, now he didn't say another word for like that actually made sense for quite a long time after that. Um, but as far as like knowing colors and being able to point them out, that's we're just and he's, he's a week shy, literally of, of two years. We're just starting to get to the point where he's like differentiating colors. Um, so it was interesting for me to see how early um, in comparison to like numbers and letters, they said um, that the colors you basically could, could teach um, because I feel like that's been the last thing that's come uh, of these three. Um, but I mean, numbers and letters, uh, I, I would say as, as early as like nine, 18, 19 months, he was, um, he, he, he was recognizing from like a speech standpoint. So he could, he, and he could, he could do his ABCs. Uh, if you stop at a certain letter, he'll tell you the next one, things like that. I mean, it's only really gotten better. Um, he, he can, he can count to 20, um, as we, as we sit right now from a number side, though, randomly he skips 14 all the time. Like he's like, he has (laughs) like a vendetta against 14. So once he gets to 30, I'm going to make sure that he does not say 24. Just to (laughs) annoy uncle Jerry. uh, Best number out there. (laughs) Just, I mean, that was a long answer for it, but in, in, in my actual experience, the numbers, letters, and animals came a lot earlier than what what the earliest recommended ages are. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – and I've heard from different people that colors have come last, too, from other people that I know. Um, for Peyton, she – animals was definitely the first thing, especially, like, animal noises she started doing first, and then now she can kind of recognize a decent amount of animals. Colors for her – are odd sometimes she like i feel like she does well but then sometimes she doesn't it seems like it's hit and miss but i do think like sometimes she knows like which ones are which and then sometimes she doesn't know um or but with peyton sometimes like she doesn't like to play your games if it makes sense so like when she's like locked in i feel like she does good but then when she doesn't really care what you're saying she won't pay attention and that's frequent with her most of the time yeah most of the time exactly (laughs) So that that's been, um, but I'll be honest, like we've tried counting and she like listens, but she has not tried counting back to this point in time, but also, you know, Peyton's been, um, she, she has struggled a little bit with speech. So some of that might be speech related because she tends to communicate non-verbally more than verbally, which is something we were working on with her, but she doesn't, um, she doesn't count or, or do anything with numbers yet. I, we've been working on that, um, just a little bit more recently. So I've been doing a lot of like, just trying to get one through four, like, let's just get one through four, one through four. Um, so, you know, it's it's too early to really say, I haven't, I've worked on that a ton just because like I said, we were struggling with some of the speech stuff. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of what people say about the, the ages of start. But like you said, I mean, you can, you can start, as early as you want. I started telling Peyton what her nose was when she was born, you know, and ironically enough, she learned her body parts very, very early. You know, um, she was pointing to all like nose, eyes, mouth, ears, all that at a very, very young age, probably because I worked on it more, which (laughs) means I probably should do some of the others as more, but like, I mean, that shows you like, if you start early, it probably will help them. I don't want to make it seem like Bryce is like, is doing math problems and stuff like that. Like he, he definitely, we, uh, there's probably some interpretation when I'm saying he can count to 20, like of what he's saying when he gets certain numbers, but it's close enough in, in our opinion that we, 
that's what we think we're hearing other than, other than 14. Um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about some best practices and some activities that you can do for each category. But I, honestly, for all of these, probably other than animals, um, because those came through a bunch of books, um, I, I think that like Bryce's favorite thing to watch when he has screen time is Miss Rachel. And it's, I mean, it's over and over. The, the cool thing about it, and I got to give Kelsey credit because I would not have known what Miss Rachel was, um, but she 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 knew screen time was going to be a thing. She she knew we wanted to limit it, but she also was was very like conscious about what we Deliberate, put in front of yeah. him. And I mean, just from from the beginning, it's basically like he's going to like preschool. Like, they, and they make it fun, but some stuff we like. Through books and things like that, and and we're intentional about like trying to show him certain things. Go over like my the the book we've been reading for like four months straight is Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, and then they have the number mm. version. Pate likes um, that one, but and, and stuff like that, like you can go over ABCs and numbers, and it become. But I'm telling you, like I didn't know that he knew his ABCs until like I was singing ABC and I was stopped. And he would say the next letter, and this was this was a couple months ago, and I'm just I'm like, whoa, let, let me keep trying this, and it 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 made us realize he did the same thing with numbers. Kelsey was it shocked us. Um, he was we were going over the numbers with her or with him, and he just started saying them in the order that they were supposed to come in. So I I actually think even in addition to everything we'll we'll talk about in the next next few minutes. The Miss Rachel, I would give credit to over pretty much anything. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I know we didn't do a lot of that when Peyton was younger, but Macy's tr- done more of that lately, just because, like you said, it's got some some good stuff in there that um, you know you can teach even when you aren't available to teach, if that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, kind of going through categories and ways to teach stuff. You know, we'll we'll start with animals because it is a little bit different than the other ones. Um, one thing with teaching animals, which is, is kind of nice is obviously books or pictures of the animals is nice, but then also incorporating the sounds kind of like we talked about kids tend to like sounds at a young age. So if, you know, you do dog and woof, woof, and you do, you know, cow, moo, you know, they, they get it, even if they're not saying cow, but they go moo when they see a cow, you get some of that recognition. So that's a, a one tip is to, is to incorporate the sounds and start with, um, you know, books and stuff. The other thing is, is start with distinct animals. Like if you're showing them a leopard and a cheetah, like, okay, they're not, you know what I mean? So that's, you try to find things that look different in the books and start there. Um, you can use books, you can use flashcards, you can use a computer screen. Um, but the nice thing about animals too, is they're everywhere. So anyone, time you see one, point it out, show your kid. If you just keep doing it, eventually they'll pick up on that kind of stuff. Um, and like I said, going to the zoo, that's a, that's a big thing too. Um, making the noises, it, stuffed animals, all that kind of stuff. They even have those books and we've talked about on the podcast before, but the ones where the kids touch it and it tells you what the animal is or makes the animal sound. Those are good ones too. Peyton loves those books. So, um, for, for us and for kind of what I've read, definitely animals is just showing them pictures that they can definitely tell what the animal is and being consistent with what the animal looks like. So don't have like a black cow and then like a brown cow, you know, have like the cow kind of looks similar, you know, and then uh, showing it to them and, and, and 
if you're always doing sounds, always do the sound with what it is too. So what, what did you find on animals, Brandon? So I think that a, I, no matter what you, what you look at or for the, the sound and the books are going to be top two, no matter what, but what, what can get lost um, is what Jerry said from a distinction standpoint. And I mean, even we, I ran into this early on when we were going through like animal books, we got, we got a book that Bryce loves. It has like 120 animals on it. Right. And it's like different animals from like, you got like farmed and like, we got that. I think we have the same book. So, but ocean, there's like 70 birds in that Mm -hmm. book. And so Bryce figured out what a bird was pretty early, but he's pointing at like a parakeet versus a toucan. And he's like, bird. And I caught myself early on like, no, that's a parakeet. No, that's a toucan. And that's stupid. Right. It's a bird. <laughs> right. Like, how, leave, how many grown adults can t- show you what a parakeet looks like? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's also interesting to me. Like, I feel like my knowledge of animals was at its height when I was a kid. Like, I knew everything oh, about dinosaurs. Talk to a kid about dinos. Yeah, I was going to say dinosaurs. Dude, kids are freaking. My, my nephew, who's five, knowledge. knows more about dinosaurs than I ever knew. It's weird. It's crazy. They um, can retain so much knowledge about those things. At, it's it's all I, dude that's all i cared about that's that is all i cared about um and i would have like i would have cousins like quiz me i thought it was cool that yeah. i knew everything about well it's crazy too because as a parent me. i don't even know how to say half these names like we have some dinosaur books and i'm like i don't know that i don't know i can't pronounce that i don't know there's seven letters in it that Just are silent right. there's like 36 <laughs> letters in the name and seven of them are silent but i don't Who know where seven name these things that's, that's crazy <laughs> everything uh, starts from with the an P. animal perspective <laughs> The only thing I would really add um, is is imaginary play can be something that works out really well too. So it, you're you're obviously using the books to to talk about specific animals. You're using the sound so you can get not only the animal name, but like Jerry said, maybe they just know the sound and and relate that to animal. That's a good first step in learning. But you can you can encourage a child to pretend to be different animals. Um, you can imitate like movements and sounds. If Bryce does elephant. He's making the the elephant noise, but he's also what we've done from the beginning is we take our our arm and kind of move it up as if our our arm from the elbow to the fingertips were were a trunk. Um, And so incorporating a a bunch of different things will always help uh, from a learning perspective. Yeah, very true. Um, When it comes to colors. One thing that I read, Brandon, that I think is is a good piece of advice, and actually it's something that I haven't done, but I think I'm going to start doing, is uh, they said when you're doing colors, one, pick distinct colors. So don't have like shades, pick distinct colors, but then use the same thing to teach it. So don't use 70 different versions of you know, like we have flashcards, we have books, we have different colored balls, we have cones and I've, we have flags and I'm always telling her what it is, which isn't bad. Like, you know, it doesn't mean you don't say it, but if you're trying to teach, like, let's say you have six different colored balls, use those when you're doing the teaching. It doesn't mean that like, again, when you're, you're, you're playing with the blue cone, you can't say that's a blue cone, but when you're actually trying to engage with your kid to like, Hey, let's learn these colors. If you use the same object over and over, they, they can kind of know and learn better that way, I guess. And it makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Cause they're, cause every blue is different, right? You're saying blue to the one blue cone and I'm saying blue to a blue flag that we have, but they're a different shade of blue. 
So it's like, but if I'm using the same thing every time, it's always blue, 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 blue. And then once they get it down, then you start going other places. So that's something that I read and I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. We have these, these balls that actually are in her little kid pool that are pretty distinct colors. And she does good with those when I tend to do the colors, like grab the purple ball. Um, so I think I'm going to try to use those more frequently and, and do less of 17 different ways of going over colors. That's, that's one thing I yeah. found that I'll keep from colors. Cause I mean, just logically that it, it makes sense and it, it keeps things less, less confusing. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's the same as what we discussed with animals. Um, a couple of different things, uh, in addition to, I mean, the iPad honestly has been the number one thing for me is it's the same colors I'm using every time, but we're just drawing circles and I'm having him mm-hmm. point to each one. Um, that's been good. Uh, you can do things like colorful story time. So choose books with like vibrant and most kids books that you, you see intentionally have like vibrant colors. Um, and incorporating that into your story time and when you're reading. So sometimes I've been guilty of this. Sometimes you are reading a book, at least I am. I've I've read a book almost to just get it over with, if that makes sense. Like I'm still doing like the voices and stuff like that, but you kind of, you're kind of speeding through and half of these books I look at, I'm like, this book is stupid, but it has great pictures. And I think that's half of the point, but you're really, if you don't slow down and let your kid actually digest what they're looking at and point out certain things, um, I think you're probably losing the reason that the book's 24, 24 99 with six words. <laughs> <in it>. So <laughs> that, that's just something I, I got to force myself to like slow down, point out, Hey, this is the, like, this is a picture of a lion in the jungle and look at this green grass and look at this brown tree and, I mean, I feel like just the consistency, like Jerry mentioned earlier, is something that helps. Um, you can do color sorting games, so like using toys and objects or clothes in different colors, have your child sort them into piles by color. One thing I really like about the, the soccer program that Bryce and Peyton were just in is that they're teaching the kids soccer, but they do a really good job of meeting them at their level and making the activities based on things like this. So at one point, they had to take – a like a tennis ball and he had different color tennis balls and then match them he had hula hoops on the other side you had to match the tennis ball with the correct color of the hula hoop and little games like that you can even do in the house where hey go take this object and put it by this other object that's the same color um and things like that that gets their brain working uh will will work as well um and then even in the kitchen like colorful like cooking adventure you can call it um, involve your kid in the kitchen, cook dishes that feature like a variety of fruits and vegetables. They, I mean, Bryce should know he doesn't, but <laughs> like if, if he loves apples, Peyton loves apples. This is a green apple. Now, maybe to Jerry's point earlier, maybe you get them to get one color down and you're not necessarily saying multiple, um, but you consistently tell them, hey, this is a green apple. And so they're associating with something that they already have a relationship with anyway. They know what the apple is, now they know what the color is. Um, so that's that's kind of what I saw and what jumped out at me on the on the color side. For sure. Um, numbers and counting, there's a ton of different like activities and games out there. Um, but it's, I mean, it's pretty simple with, when it comes to counting is it's finding a way 
to get them to notice the difference, right? So one big thing, like one thing we do is Peyton's got a bunch of those itty bitties, which are like those little stuffed characters and she's got a basket. I will like count them and I'll go one and put it in there. Two, three, four, and then I'll take them out. One, two, you know what I mean? So I'm showing her the four in and four out, right? And then like sometimes we'll do characters while we're doing it. Um, but they have like people do that with fruit. Like if you put fruit in a basket or dominoes and you're counting the, the numbers on the dominoes and then the dominoes you put in the thing. And there's a lot of different counting games out there. Also flashcards, dots on a page. Um, any way you can basically get numbers, you just want to be able to like get it to a way where they can distinguish between the difference. Like, so is it, you know, the objects you're putting in a basket or is it the number of dots on a page? Or is it, you know, like they're, if they know their animals, okay, there's one dog, two dogs, three dogs, you know what I mean? Cause they know what a dog is, but then how many there is. So it's, it's finding a way to relate with, to them. And there's a number of different ways to do that and games out there to help teach them. So I don't know how, what ones you found that you thought were interesting, Brandon. I know, like I said, for us right now, it's, it's mostly putting stuff in things and taking it out. Yep. My, uh, I agree with that completely. My, my number one thing for numbers and honestly, is going to be for letters too, is like rhymes and song. So like they just seem to stick. There's a reason that uh, the ABCs is a song that everybody can recite. And that's, I would bet that the ABCD song is how most people were introduced to the ABCs. And there's something about songs and rhyme that just get, it, it triggers something in the mind. Even You I mean, still do it, Brandon. I still do it in my head when I think of something. And oh, someone's yeah. like, hey, what is, yeah. and I'm like, ABC, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing 100%. it in your head. 100%. I, I used to, like, that's how I memorized the state capitals. Well, used to memorize that. I yeah, don't, I, don't I, I know what you're talking about. I couldn't do them anymore, but I, yeah. I do remember what song you're talking about. Books of the Bible. I still know that mm-hmm. song. Like, but it, so it, it was funny to me. Just in, in to me, the song thing can be like extrapolated out to all the categories we're talking about, and even more. By the way, that's word of the day: extrapolate. Look it up. <laughs> um, but like we we wanted Bryce to say, "Mom." I make everything a song. That's just kind of in my nature. I, I made it a song for him. And immediately after I sung like the song to him, he started saying mama, um, little stuff like that. Um, for numbers, obviously you, you can, that's super e- easy to do. Um, but as Jerry mentioned, you can, you can incorporate it into everyday in everyday life. Like, so you manipulate the number. So use everyday objects like toys, snacks for counting exercises. Uh, and they can like physically move the objects, count them out, and then as they get them. So if you're giving them a bunch of cereal or Cheerios are, are a good example. Bryce has a Cheerios counting book. You, you're you putting one, two, three, four Cheerios into a certain spot. And then they get a little fun out of it because they get to eat it afterwards. So um, there's a bunch of different things out there that, that do a quick Google search. It'll, it'll jump out. Uh, or pop up but those are a couple that jumped out at me yeah and like you said letters are very similar songs puzzles books again um you know that's that's an easy way for them to to learn letters but definitely the abc song i mean that's gonna be the easiest way for them to do it or even there's a lot of books out there too where it's like a is for apple b is for you know what i mean and it's the abcs with an object that those are good as well. We have quite a few of those. There's like ABCs of love. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's cute little things like that. 
um, that will help them, especially as they learn, um, you know, and one other thing I'll, I'll point out really quickly too, Brandon is if you're sitting at home with a kid at a certain age, like when should you start to quote unquote worry? Cause you know, maybe your kid's two and a half and you're, they say by the age of three, most kids should be able to like name a color or a couple colors and count a few numbers. And so if your kid's three and can't do any of it, then maybe it's time to talk to a pediatrician or see like, okay, what are we, what can we do? But if you know, they're two, two and a half and they can't do all these things or only partly it, that's very normal. It's, they say, like I said, what I've read is like by the age three, they should be able to do some of this. And when I say some of this, I don't mean they can name 36 colors or count to a hundred. It means that they can count to five or they can count a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, don't, don't get into the point where you're trying to compare to every single other person. Um, but these are things you want to work on and you want to start working on them pretty much from, like I said, around one, I mean, even maybe earlier, but one to three for sure. And, um, inconsistency, making it fun, finding new ways. And every kid's different too. Like how many times Brandon growing up, did they talk about different ways kids learn or a different way people learn? So your kid might learn differently than like Bryce might learn differently than Peyton learns. So, you know, try songs, try books, try games, try, you know, shows like Miss Rachel, different things, find out what they gravitate towards, um, pay attention to them. And, and then stick with some that, that seem to work for you. So that's kind of the, the place where I'll end it. Brandon, do you have any final points? I think what you just said is the best piece of advice we can give in not only this episode, but any episode is every kid is different. You need to be willing to try different things to adapt to, to your child because what works for one person might not work for the next. And it, it's up to you as a parent to figure out what works for your child. They can't figure it out for themselves yet. So I think that's a good good place to end it. I think so. So why don't you hit us with a dad joke, Brandon? Jerry's crazy because we work at the same place, but um, I don't know if you heard. My my boss asked me why I only get sick on work days. No, I didn't. You didn't hear that? Well, I told her it it must be my weekend immune system. (laughs) I know you caught what I said and you deflected very nicely, but I like that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was good too uh i thought it was funny it, for the record i am not brandon's boss but it was still a nice a nice little throw in there um no that was good that was a good th- one. he thinks he is some days some days not not today but some days uh anyways if you haven't mind, already he's saying not yet exactly um if you haven't already please like <laughs> us on all social media um on our facebook page instagram page uh tiktok let us know what you think Give us a review, tell your friends about us, put us on Reddit threads, whatever you got to do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and like I said, always feel free to comment out to us or reach out to us. We'd like from like to hear from each and every single one of you guys. Um, but until next time, I'm Jerry, joined here as always by Brandon, and you've been listening to Dad Jokes. Dad Jokes.